Thomas. Hey you guys, welcome back. Zane Thomas here. This is my first podcast in our brand new place with Dustin and I. It's windy as hell right now. It was so nice out yesterday. We were actually feeling what spring is supposed to be. Sunny, a little wet, but just beautifully sunny. It was actually like sunburn weather. I was out building a fence yesterday with my sister's boyfriend. And I got to tell you, it was a great feeling being outside all afternoon, having a little bit of windburn and sunburn at the same time. It's good to be outside again. Just got over COVID, actually. I'm feeling pretty much 100% now, other than a little bit of a lingering cough. And it's usually just irritated by like a liquid or a food. So it's not even really much of an issue. It's kind of annoying sometimes when you have a bit of a coughing fit at the wrong time. But I mean, usually that happens when you wake up and you're just a little bit, uh, a little bit groggy or going to bed. So at least it's periodical, not every second. But here we are. Things are great. And uh, everybody get excited because we got more guests coming your way. I know we've had solo podcasts the last couple episodes, but uh, we do have other guests lined up that are going to be coming on this show here really soon. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, it's a fantastic day today, everybody. You want to know why it's a fantastic day? I'll tell you why. Because I just got an alert on the Wall Street Journal here through my Apple phone, my iPhone. And the big, excuse me, the big headline says Elon Musk agrees to buy Twitter in a $44 billion deal. Whoa. Now that's huge, everybody. Anybody who's not following this, Elon Musk is actually trying to seize power over Twitter. He's trying to take uh, ownership of it and and be a majority owner of, of the giant tech conglomerates that we've all known to love and in some cases hate and he's successful he bought it anyways what's the big deal why is this such big news it's huge for the average person such as myself such as my neighbor across from me such as everybody who shares this planet this foundational society of democracy that we've been known to to love and believe especially here in Canada, free speech is what makes us awesome. We have had a right to say what we will, when we will, how we will, within reason. That has been amplified, especially through technology and social media over however many decades since internet came aboard. And this is huge, everybody. Some of you might have your mixed feelings about Elon Musk, but I'm here to tell you today that I personally support and endorse his movement towards taking over Twitter. Because I'm sorry to say, but it's been a joke for a couple years now, and for obvious reasons. You don't have to think too hard about that one. There has been pure censorship going on in the internet, and it's not right. That's not what free speech is. That's not what a democracy is. It really isn't. You should have a right to say your piece. Of course, within the parameters of respect and being reasonable. You know, you're not going to listen to somebody that's just babbling away and uttering nonsense and sinister things. But free speech is free speech is free speech. End of story. And I am a full-blown supporter of that. And Elon Musk, man, I I like the guy. He's also just another billionaire. We understand that. And with 
all that power comes controversy because he has a lot of power already. But you know what? He is a bright individual. I think he's got his head screwed on straight. And more importantly, he's grounded. No pun intended, since he literally flies rockets in the sky. <laughs> but he's very much in tune with the common folk like myself. For a guy in a completely different world than we are, he seems quite relatable. And actually has some compassion. And I'm not here to bash anybody on this podcast, because that's not what we do here. But I will tell you that Elon is who I trust probably the most out of anybody else in that realm with a lot of influential power to wield. So let's read this article a little bit, just the first paragraph. Twitter Inc. on Monday accepted Elon Musk's bid to take over the company, giving the world's richest man control over the influential social media network, where he is also among its most powerful users. Hello. If you've read any of his tweets... He's pretty clear about free speech and endorsing a free platform to express yourself. To me, if you're outraged by that, it's because someone told you to be outraged by it. Furthermore, from the Wall Street Journal, the $44 billion deal marks the close of a dramatic courtship and a sharp change of heart at Twitter, where many executives and board members initially opposed Mr. Musk's takeover approach. The deal has polarized Twitter employees, users, and regulators over the power tech giants wield in determining the parameters of acceptable discourse on the internet and how those companies enforce their rules. So there you go. You already got some people panicking and, and disagreeing with it. But hey, that's your right to disagree with it. That's how free speech works. Thank you dearly for proving that point for me. And even when I heard the stories that, that they refused uh, Musk's offer, you knew something else was going to give and counter that offer with a new offer. Only this time, this offer was an offer they couldn't refuse. Godfather reference. If anybody cares. One of the greatest movies of all time. Anyways. This has been in the works for a while, everybody. And it just goes to show you how unreliable news sources are these days. Because one minute it shows that Elon Musk isn't going to win that bid. And then a week later, he literally gets the deal accepted. But again, with this last bid going through, it was obviously something that they could not ignore. So. But honestly, the system's been broken for a while and it's time for a new, fresh direction. Banning and silencing certain people who lean a specific way on the political spectrum isn't right. So now it says the takeover, if it goes through, would mark one of the biggest acquisitions in tech history and will likely have global repercussions for years to come related to how billions of people use social media. Mr. Musk, who is also chief executive of Tesla Inc. and Space Exploration Technologies Inc., must find a way to balance his commitment to less moderation with the business needs of a company that has struggled to reconcile freewheeling conversation with content that appeals to advertisers. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of hammers home his original ideology of keeping this platform completely open. Elon Musk even said himself recently, he hopes that his biggest critics stay on the platform. Because as you know, lots are leaving Twitter because of his acquisition of Twitter. So really, it's simple, guys. If you don't like what someone has to say, you can just block or ignore them, but you don't censor them or kick them off the platform. And I think that's all Elon's trying to get at. 
I know the feeling of being right. <laughs> I really do. And everybody can relate to this. We've all been right at one point in our life or another. It feels good to be right. But we can just as easily be wrong too. And this fundamental idea of free speech has kind of mutated into many people just wanting to feel like they're right and being obsessed with the idea of being right and trying to assimilate others into thinking and believing like they do. And when it comes to free speech these days, I feel like it's being tarnished by egos, when in reality, it's just multiple different truths shared amongst one another. Your truth is different than my truth. It's really what free speech is to me. And when you have the exchange of truths, to me, that's where communication has its value and connection. And it's allowed to be questioned, just like science. You should absolutely be allowed to question things. I'm not saying go rewrite every formula down to Timbuktu. We should still consult and respect experts. But some might have different opinions. Gotta hear them all. How in the hell do you learn anything new through forced regurgitation? You can't. How do you think Thomas Edison invented the light bulb back in the 1800s when there was hardly any advanced technology and social media to collaborate with people. You think he followed some rule book, some manual? No. He probably had to question so many things about how these circuits work and how this energy is going to power this little device to give us light. You can absolutely bet that he had to challenge existing things of the time. Think critically to progress. There's no instruction manual for every period of history and every detail in history. And one size fits all. No. All I'm saying, guys, is, is we've kind of lost the ability to think critically for ourselves. I know when I went to school, I, I had some pretty darn good teachers. And they always taught me to kind of think outside the box. Have a mind of your own. Don't be afraid to venture off into another path. Be influenced, because influence is alright. But don't be controlled by influence. Having control of information is way too much power for any average human to wield. No matter who you are. And for social media, it should be just an open platform. Period. The unfortunate part is these platforms aren't used properly in a lot of instances. But at least now, when you have someone at the helm who's running the show and might actually give us average users more free roam and power to kind of use this platform as we see fit, maybe that's how you mend the gap of division that these platforms have been a catalyst for causing, whether it's through advertisement, you know, all kinds of things influencing each other to almost pit one against the other. That's the only thing that I want out of this, the ability to say what I want without massive ridicule and repercussions. And actually feeling like you're connecting to people, even if you disagree with them. And preferably, I think I speak for everybody, <laughs> get rid of all those bots. <laughs> I'm just saying this based on what I've seen. The way I use Twitter and stuff like that, like I just use it for my art. 
and I connect to a lot of really awesome people online who are nothing but supportive and positive, regardless of what your affiliations or, or beliefs are, essentially. That's the kind of social platform I want. It's people like that who just literally care about your work and who you are as a person. Not judging you. Way too much judgment going on these days. I want to be able to have conversations like we're having right now without being worried about censorship. And you're seeing it with some leaders. They're, they're literally pushing for censorship. Regulate the internet. Control what you can and can't say. Now that can have a detrimental impact in the podcasting industry. How easy it could be to just silence an episode, silence a show forever because they don't like what you say. My podcast is a very small micro piece of that massive world. I have my topics, I have my discussions. There's topics that are more focused in certain podcasts. There's your niches, and they're allowed to talk about that. We're all, like, we have free reign to talk about what we feel is most important to us and relaying it to our audiences and them making of it what they will. That's the power of free speech. When you take that away, when we're only allowed to say certain things, what's the point? If I'm sitting here talking to you right now about the simple concept of free speech and why I think it's important and integral to uphold for society, and I'm worried about getting slapped with a misinformation tag on this episode, that's pretty pathetic. I'm literally flapping my gums right now. That's it. That's not the world I want to live in. That's not the world I want my future kids to live in. I want to live in a world where we stimulate conversation, have multiple perspectives. Okay, I disagree with you. Here's why. Oh, you disagree with me? Well, let me explain it to you this way more so you can not necessarily agree with me because my goal isn't trying to get you to agree with me. My goal is to get you to respect my side of things so that you understand it. That's stimulation. That's healthy conversation. That's how you build relationships with opposite people, especially to yourself. You have to put in the effort to find common ground. It's really easy to connect with people that you um, can have the same interests with. It's really easy to have relationships and forge relationships with, with someone who loves hockey. I love hockey, right? That's... If I can connect with someone in a conversation on hockey, it's lights out. We're going to be friends, at least for that moment, because we're going to be talking considerably about stats and, and all the things that both of us know, because we share that, that common history, that common knowledge together. It's a way that bonds two people together when you share a common interest, especially a popular one. I think that also caters to the fact that Humans naturally want to feel safe and secure. And when they're familiar with something, that is amplified. They feel safe and secure talking to someone who they're comfortable with, who they connect with, and who they identify with, essentially. So I totally get that. I've been there before. You feel absolutely in your element when you're talking to somebody who shares those same interests as you. You don't really want to venture out sometimes. You want to stick with your team. You want to stick with your tribe. Venturing anywhere beyond that, or people who don't speak the same type of love language that you do, could be kind of scary. We're always afraid of things that we don't understand. 
And sometimes we're lazy. We just don't want to understand. We just want to continue to go about our business. But again, that's just a mark of natural human tendencies. It's nothing to be put on trial for, but it's something to at least be self-aware of. Sometimes you're afraid to try new things. Sometimes you're afraid to meet new people, especially if they've kind of rubbed you the wrong way with their views. And when you interact with someone who you 100% disagree with, you're turned off by them. You're not gravitating towards them. You're not sitting there asking them what their Friday night plans are if they want to hang out anytime soon. That's just human nature. We flock to our tribes. That's what humans do. It's part of our DNA, our very fabrics of our being. Disagreeing's been around since the dawn of time. It's just more amplified now with social media. We really are tribal. We're tribal beings. There's nothing wrong with that. But how about improving upon the ability to adapt, accept, tolerate, relate, open your heart up to new ideas, or at least accept them in a way that can allow new relationships to potentially evolve. Positive connections with people that you wouldn't think of otherwise, who disagree with you, being open, when you have a conversation with someone that you disagree with, and I, I think the best example would be t as well on, on Twitter, social media can be very deceiving. We're not entirely our true selves 100% of the time. We're not representing our most pure selves. There's an idea of who we are on social media. I really think it's impossible to know for sure exactly who a person is through a post, or even through a computer screen. Many of us, though, including myself, need to have that creative outlet to express ourselves. That's why I love social media, for that reason. It can empower you in a lot of different ways. My point is we see people in different lights all the time online, and we use social media for different purposes. As an artist, you know, when I post my poetry or photos, like I'm trying to convey all kinds of different emotions and things that I'm thinking, and things that I'm doing. That's, that's just a call to the actual good side of, of uh, social media and what it can do and, and the power that it has for those who want to get a message across. Again, just a call back to free speech and having the ability to do that, you know, without censorship. Keeping communication open. What bothers me most about social media is the keyboard warriors, as a lot of people call them. Those are the people that have their opinions, have their beliefs, and they make it clear that someone disagrees with them or they disagree with someone who posts something else and they comment on their status and they are just absolutely ruthless. A lot of brutal and unacceptable comments are made quite often. And then think about it for a second. You see someone, or at least you witness someone online, making a derogatory comment or a really mean comment towards you because... They don't like what you said. They take time out of their day to say these things. And, and that's your initial introduction to that person. So naturally, encountering a person like that who you disagree with, what's your instinct? I don't like that person. I want nothing to do with that person or anybody else who thinks that way as well and responds in that way. And this is the downside of Twitter. It paints that picture. But guess what? 
if you bumped into that person on the street, would they have the same intention? Would they have the same balls or cojones to actually make that comment to your face? Not necessarily. But then again, there are some bad eggs out there. That's just reality. I've seen that before. Someone that you're familiar with who has a outlandish or at least a, a giant emotional sort of response that's kind of out there. A little bit offside. And then you talk to them in person or you, you see them in person. Their demeanor is completely different. They're not that person. And that looks bad on them because they've conveyed two different pictures in different areas. So that's where you have to be careful with social media. But it's also a calling to the fact that, okay, I truly believe, though, that humans are naturally good. But the intention is kind of off sometimes. And oftentimes we get influenced and corrupted with our nature. And the absolute worst of us can be brought out in the heat of the moment when we're immature and emotional. And then you have those keyboard warriors that literally flourish off the negative energy. They feed off it. They're engulfed by it. That's why, to me, it's so important that the real normal is face-to-face -face contact. You know how the old saying goes, eyes can speak to you. Looking into a person's eyes tells a lot. You can't get that as much online. You can't read that with someone's derogatory words. There's a clear difference between keyboard warriors who look vigorously for someone to disagree with and put down and someone who has their beliefs, has their views and tries to convey it online but is unsuccessful in doing so and actually hurts their image because they didn't do it very respectfully because it could have been a really emotional moment for them. That's where it's important to recognize that things get misrepresented in the moment, especially online. And don't judge someone just because they have one bad moment. Or most of all, because they have different opinions than you do. They're still worthy people. We're all worthy. That's why I feel things feel stagnant sometimes. So much discourse in society with people and their differing opinions on a variety of different controversies that have happened over the last couple of years. Major intolerance. It would appear as though that we're more unified and and equal as ever. But I beg to differ. I feel like there's a gap the size of the Grand Canyon in our society right now. And I want to get back to just caring about the person rather than what they believe. Because part of a functioning society is we have to work with each other. Not just discard someone like a piece of food when we're done with it or because we have no use of it. We have to work together because we're all equals. And whether you agree or not, you can't censor anybody. And I like how Elon Musk clarified that he will uphold free speech within the parameters of the law. So what more can you ask for? How can you be outraged by that? Connectivity is the key if everybody's voices are being heard. Yeah, by law, if you're a private company, you kind of are the ruler, but it shouldn't be up to someone to decide what's right and wrong. As long as you maintain peace and order, what else do you need to do? You don't need to control information. And focus on closing gaps, mending the differences, and finding ways to rectify them, not to assimilate people, 
but to understand each other better so that we can all get along and actually prosper. Twitter's not this big fight ring that we all get inside of and, and, and go against one another. And if you're on the fence about this Elon Musk business, I recommend that you just do a little bit of research. Give it a chance. Open your heart up to it. Break it down to simple terms. Freedom. Elon Musk is really cool. I love what he's doing with the technology and literally trying to get to Mars. This guy cares about humanity. We might actually see humans get to Mars in our lifetime. This generation. In an interstellar form to another planet. Times are dark right now, but there is also a ton of light breaking through the veil. Be optimistic, everybody. But that's an example of cooperation. Places you can actually get when you make that effort with each other. You're strongest as a team. You can only get so far on your own. And that really applies to humanity as a whole. We're powerful together. And just to tie this into our last segment here of the show. And apologies if you hear water flowing. My, my buddy Dustin is showering upstairs right now and I'm literally in the room that's directly above his. So <laughs> we've all had those moments where we get so angry in the heat of the moment. Something that just really pisses you off. And you explode like a bomb. You scream, you yell, you swear. Nothing like necessarily like line crossing, but you're, you're angry. A natural human emotion, again. I ask you this, what good does that do in the moment? What good does that really do? You're mad. You want to direct that anger. Like, I had a moment like this recently where I got a parking ticket. I got a really ridiculous parking ticket because I parked in a zone where you had to be registered. But this was my own complex that I live in, and I was just moving stuff in. And that was the most convenient spot to actually move my stuff. And I was only there for an extended period of time, on two separate occasions that same evening. One earlier, one later in the evening. And the second time, I wasn't there for more than an hour. But anyways, I, I ended up getting a ticket. And what's, what's kind of funny about this is, have you ever passed the culprit that issues you the ticket and like they play it off like they don't know you? I mean, to be fair, I'm walking up the steps where the actual parking spots are. And the guy in a, in a reflective vest is walking past me. And he knows where I'm coming from. And he says, hello, how you doing? Just the most friendliest guy. And me, oblivious and blind, I just reply, oh, great, thanks. How about you? Good. Go our separate ways all the way up to my house. And this was my second trip at the new place, moving in some extra stuff before I moved in. Because we had that time beforehand to actually get some stuff into the house, get things organized, prior to actually physically living in here. It was one of those nights. So I stayed there a little longer. Like I said, just under an hour or so. And I come back out. And it's already a little bit darker out now. And I see a ticket on my dash. What's my reaction? What everybody else's reaction is. 
F this, F that, oh my gosh, why is this happening? Are you kidding me? Like, explosion. And my sister is with me. She totally understood. It's like, yo, like that's ridiculous. You were just moving. Right. So I open up that bad boy. I open up that envelope. That beautiful, awesome, white envelope that everybody loves. And I see a picture of my vehicle, which is standard procedure when you get a parking ticket, right? They take a picture of your license plate and the whole vicinity around your car sort of thing. What do I notice? The sky is light out still. And it looks exactly the time in which I actually arrived the second time at my house when I parked. And it was, because it tells the time of which the ticket was taken in the evening. And I'm just thinking, hmm, that guy I passed. Because initially, the guy I passed, I thought he was just some resident who lived here and was just going to work or something for a night shift, because he had like a, like a work vest on, but it was reflective. And of course, turns out, guarantee you, the guy that ushered me the ticket, he immediately, after exchanging friendly passings with me, goes to my vehicle and gives me a ticket. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Holy. So anyways, long story short, I'm over it. It's not like a big deal. This is just part of the, the, the insight I want to impart to you guys today. Ow, my ankle cracked there. Anybody hear that? Holy, like echoed. Anyways, so I get home, talk to my mom. My mom is a real voice of reason for me. You know, I love my mom very much. She's very insightful, very bright, and honestly couldn't have asked for a better mom. And she absolutely is a major voice of reason in my life. So I get home, equally frustrated, right? And I'm kind of fuming a little bit, taking out some frustration, just kind of saying, yo, like, why? Like, is this necessary? My mom just says, just calm down a little bit here. Like, 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 seriously, it's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. Like, just, like, don't say anything, like, mean. And, like, what do you guys think your first instinct is when you're angry? You want to say every swear word in the book, number one. And number two, you want to direct it at the people that are causing you this alleged grief, which nine times out of ten is brought on by yourself, like in this situation. But there are limits. There, There is a uh, um, a grace period here too, right? When you're moving in, you need to be able to get your stuff in, right? So anyways, I'm sitting there thinking about all the ways that I want to just respond because if you watch those Seinfeld episodes and you see George in his meetings with, with uh, his job because he worked for the Yankees, in one episode, he's sitting in a meeting eating this bowl of shrimp, just all kinds of shrimp in this big bowl he's just wolfing them down very abruptly so and his co-worker turns to him and says hey george the ocean called they're running out of shrimp and everybody laughs george looks at him he's like bewildered because he's like yo you're just kind of embarrassing me right now i'm just enjoying my shrimp anyways scene cuts to george driving home in his vehicle and this is how relatable Seinfeld gets. And people growing up, you understand that now. I certainly did. When I was a kid, I didn't. But now that I'm an adult, and Seinfeld's humor is very reality-based of day-to-day functioning and life of a human. George has that epiphany that we all have when we're in some kind of dispute or some kind of situation 
that calls for a snappy comeback. And George thinks, hmm, that's what I should have said. And what was it? Oh, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. So anyways, again, I apologize, everybody, for the Seinfeld references, but they aren't going to stop anytime soon. It's my favorite show, and it just applies to a lot of philosophy that I like to talk about. So bear with me here, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, so as I'm thinking about all these great comebacks I can have, you know, to, to just kind of display my frustration in a relatively witty way, but still in the heat of the moment anger and probably wouldn't come out the proper way. So instead, when my mom calms me down, I calm myself down. I think, okay, yeah, you know what? I got to respond to this really promptly because you don't want to put it off because if you put it off, you'll never do it. At least me anyways. Procrastination. So I just respond in a very wholesome, healthy way. And I just say, look, you know what? I'm moving in. I'm just getting some stuff in. I know we have rules to follow and you're not exempt from them, especially in certain circumstances. But I could use a little bit of leniency. Can you just cut me a break and meet me halfway here? So, yeah, I sent that appeal. And what came from that appeal? It got reduced. The ticket got reduced. I mean, I'd prefer if it got wiped. If I, if I was in, in that position, if I was running the, the company there, yeah, I would probably wipe the whole thing apart and just say, don't worry about it. But nevertheless, the ticket got reduced, and that was the end of that. But that's just an example, everybody, of in the heat of the moment, you need to really check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because it pays off in the long run. And the person you're dealing with is more obligated to actually work with you and respond favorably back as opposed to you just kicking and swearing at the wall there and saying all the names you, names you could call someone in the book. So that's my advice to everybody. Just don't let anger overtake the situation. Because if you take the high road, everybody's going to walk out of that situation feeling better. Or at least you'll create some sense of resolution rather than just adding to the fire. Adding the fuel. Anyways, that's all I had for you guys today. Thanks so much for tuning in to Shatter the Glass. Everyone, I really appreciate all my listeners. Just a quick reminder, everybody, to follow us on YouTube on our Shatter the Glass channel. You will see lots of visuals of us on there as we're trying to get more into that video realm. And also subscribe to our social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And whatever streaming platform you're on, whether it's Apple or Spotify or any other platform that has audio, subscribe to us on there and give us a rating if you got some time. We appreciate that. I'm Zane Tomich, your host of Shot of the Glass. We'll see you again next time.